new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josina Anderson, host of The Crew. And today, we have a very special show. Not only is our incumbent co-host back in the building, Morris Chestnut, also joined by his Cowboys foil, Clarence Hill, the uh, you know incomparable Cowboys beat writer from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, but also we have Patriots cornerback Jonathan Jones in the building. You know, we are coming off a big show that went viral last week when we had Calais uh, Campbell on talking about the Falcons are going 13-0 and and he got an invitation from Aaron Rodgers to come and he still turned it down because he thinks the NFC South Falcons are going to be better. So you never know what you are going to hear on this show. Next week, we're looking at Cam Newton off the Met Gala and all these other things. So keep it popping. Even though it's the off season, we are always going. Let me tell you where you can find the podcast. Download the Odyssey app on your phone or wherever you download apps and you can get it there or go to the URL, thecruiseshow.com. That's where you can find us. But without further delay, let's go to the crew call. Well, look, 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 who is it? Morris Chestnut and Clarence, the Q-Dog Hill in the building. What is going on this morning, guys? Not too much is going on. Are you woken up? You still got the frog in your voice. I got, you I'm a little, tongue I'm scraper a little, on your tongue yet? I have a little sinus thing happening today, so I got, you know, I got my... Oh, oh, you're you're you got toilet paper? What's that? Yeah, I didn't. Oh my god, that's so ghetto. That's so ghetto. Why don't you have Kleenex? What the hell? Honestly, I very rarely get sick. I mean, when I woke up, I was out last night. There's a birthday dinner, and and I woke up with this sinus. And your birthday? No, it wasn't my birthday. It was somebody else's birthday last night. Okay. And uh, went mm. to dinner and uh, woke up all congested and everything. So, yeah, so I got the toilet paper. Yeah. Toilet paper. Why? Right? <laughs> old school. Let's go old school. school. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think we've ever, I don't know. Oh, yeah, we do have Kleenex downstairs. It's right. It's right. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because all I'm thinking about right now is that scene from uh, what's the guy with the mushroom belt and the mushroom shirt with the air freshener and the, the, nah, the toilet nah, paper. Nah, nah, nah. I don't know why that's all, all coming that, to me right all, now. All that's not happening. All that's, all not, that's happening. not happening. Wow. Clarence, how are you? Are you happy to see Morris? Last, at the end of the show, when we were talking to Calais, you made a plea out to Morris to come back from the movies. You want to talk? He's in your face right now. Talk <laughs> listen, to him. Listen, I'm just getting ready for the draft, hoping the Eagles don't take B. John Robinson, because I'd be very, very scared if they took B. B. John you know Robinson what? from Texas. That would be a cheat code with that offense and that quarterback. So get so ready for that. Man, happy to see you, Morris. Good to see you, man. So so is, is Bijan the real deal? I mean, everybody say don't take a running back that high. What do you think? Uh, I, I think there was a sycophants. I mean, you know, I, I just hate all these draft Knicks, all these draft experts who just overthink the thing. Bijan Roberts, your team is ready to win now. And you, right. if you add him to that offense, and the, the, he's a difference maker. He is a, you know, special, special player. He's not just a running back. He's a difference maker in the passing game and the running game. You add him to that offense, you're ready to win now. We're not talking about 10 years. We're talking about the next five years. This is the prime of this team right now. They're ready to win. That's your window. You go get him, you're going to win. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. And you know, Morris, because it's been so long since we talked to you, you know, you've been hosting uh, the show with Kelly Clarkson and, you you know, Peacock and the best man and, and this project and the, that project and, and white man can jump at your at YMCA every morning and all that other stuff. So thank you for blessing us with your uh, presence. We, we appreciate we it. But, you know, really quickly before we get into the headlines, because we do have Jonathan Jones, hopefully coming on in a few. Uh, okay. We haven't talked to you since Jalen Hart signed. Your big man got some money, yes. 51 million to call in getting that deal done how do you feel listen i'm i'm very very proud for for, for jalen um you know he, he came in you know he had a lot of doubters um and honestly you know oh, I you make, make sure you point at yourself I was, just, about doubters. I was just about to say that I, did you hear me say honestly i was a uh, before i wasn't sure myself uh yeah, but you know he definitely came through and I, i'm so happy for him and i'm, I'm glad that he you know, he, he showed the grit and determination and the focus, and, and that's what it's about. And he, and he got it done, so I'm, I'm really, really happy for him. How about, go ahead, Clarence. It's truly a guy you can root for. I mean, he's a guy that, yeah. you know, he wasn't a high recruit coming out. He made himself into a good quarterback at Alabama. He got benched. He didn't get down. You know, he cheered on his teammate, won a national championship, transferred to Oklahoma and did his thing, came to the Eagles, you know, was, again, not considered a, a future starting quarterback but just a, it was a, just a good pick at the time and and he's made himself and, and and his determination never getting down you know he's a guy that everybody can root for and and yeah. right now i'm looking at when aaron Rodgers gone from the a nfc who's the best quarterback in nfc i mean obviously yeah. he had the best year but it's wide open i mean anybody look at the quarterbacks in nfc and everybody's talking can Dak win a super bowl yes Dak can win a super bowl yes Jalen hurts can win a super bowl yes you know brock Purdy. i mean it's wide open the nfc look at the list of quarterbacks and there's not one future hall of famer that's sitting there saying you got to worry about him in the playoffs yeah yeah very true mm, but i want you to give howie some love your general manager who's oh, you know, no. going back and forth we're getting all those guys under contract and figuring it out mogo yeah oh no listen listen the job that howie's doing is is, is incredible i mean I honestly, you know, even with when you, when you talk about he manages this, the, the cap, like even Jalen's cap hits over the next, you know, two to three years are very low. All these players he keeps reloading. It's like it's almost like a, uh, uh, this year. It feels it has like a. Um, yeah, like, better get it this year. <laughs> a college feel because you know we're kind of just reloading. I mean, we lose players, we bring some in. I mean, your, 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 uh, Hargrave is going to be hard to uh, hard to replace, but who knows? Maybe Howie's going to do something in this draft, get the big boy from, uh, from Georgia. So Howie's done a great job. Jalen's done a great job. The franchise has just done a great job. You got a big boy from Georgia last year. He should be ready to step in. Yeah, we, we did, we did, but it would, it would be nice to have two of them. Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Darius Slay. Who else is y'all? Oh, um, what's my cornerback? James Bradbury. Y'all got all, all, although your your other, your safety, uh, CJ uh, Gardner Johnson was, was popping yeah. off a little bit about not being brought back. But, you know, mm, he's, he's the king of deleting tweets right now, other than being a really good football player on Twitter. Yeah, I just want we'll, to we'll, I think, you know, we may miss CJ. We'll, we'll miss him. He did some big things. He got some big picks for us, and um, he, play, he played big for us. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the headlines.
Well, well, well. So yesterday I was in the middle of trying to get a show done. I had Jawara on International Hairstylist on my other podcast. And then boom, I guess Adam Schefter was live on NFL Live. He was talking to Laura. And then the, and the news came in that Aaron Rodgers finally has been traded to the Jets. So Morris and Clarence, known Jets haters, are you finally willing to give it up to the AFC East that it looks like they are Super Bowl favorites? Now what will go? Favorites? How did they become favorites? Well, why, why, you see? You see? Why are they favorites, Why you got though? mustard at this time of morning? What What do you mean, why are they not favorites? Do you know how many people they have on I mean, there? We, we've seen this before. Didn't Brett Favre go there? Did they become favorites? Oh, Brett Favre are there? we talking about Brett Favre, Morris? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. First of all, Jets haters? I don't ever recall being a Jets mm. hater. Okay. Uh, look, I will say this. Do they have weapons? Yes. Do they have a strong defense? Yes. Um, is Aaron Rodgers a, a very good quarterback? Yet, yes. But you know, it takes more than that. I mean, that that AFC is a beast. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we, we need to see what he can he can do. I mean, he was just he had the best record in the NFC, you know, a couple of years ago, and it didn't work out too well for him. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not like I'm rooting against the Jets. I don't have any. I don't have a dog. You don't in that sound fight. very. You're like, oh, good defense. Oh, oh, good offense. Look at I the mean- AFC. If you want me to pick somebody right now to win, oh. to win the, to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC, I'll go Kansas City. Oh, I'll go oh. Cincinnati. Way to be out on a limb there, there Morris. Huh? Mm-hmm. Way to be out on well, a limb said, there. But you no. said favorites. You, you said, said favorites. Okay, I'm, I'm you just said saying favorites. you said that as if that was some deep insight. But go ahead, Clarence. <laughs> I mean, but you, I mean you, you set the tone by calling them a favorite. I'm just exactly. saying there's, that, there's already exactly. a favorite, okay? okay. okay. You can say they're a contender. They mm. become contenders for the first time since Joe Namath. I mean, I mean, yeah, which is good. Which is, I like to see, you know, I like to see the Jets, you know, uh, relevant again, and you know, just add more spice to that division. You got Buffalo and Miami. It's going to be a beast down there. But Miami with Jalen Ramsey. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's going to be a beast. You know that 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 East is going to be a beast. But you know, like like Claire said, you talking about favorites. We talking about. Favorites. Why are you trying to make it sound like Allen Iverson, you well, silly saying, you, man? You, you, you pumping up the jazz like you did last week with my boy from Alabama. I mean, uh, from Atlanta, just pumping up. Why didn't you go to the Jets? Why'd you go to the Jets? I mean, but OBJ, it seems as, as, as though that show went viral that a lot of most of the people outside of Atlanta agreed with me. Uh, and I, we saw your Jets. face looking like this and that when he said a 13-win Atlanta team. But really quickly, Morris, OBJ made the decision not to go to the Jets, but to Baltimore. Gave him a guaranteed $15 million up to 18. That's not what the Jets were offering, but still... I couldn't help but think when the announcement came out yesterday, did OBJ have a little bit of a second thought as to his pick? Well, I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, Listen, I, I, I was surprised at the OBJ pick. You know, first of all, let me just say this. I was wrong uh, two years ago when he had the opportunity to go somewhere. He selected the Rams like, man, he maybe should have probably picked Green Bay. He selected the Rams and he, he won a Super Bowl. So I was wrong there. Um, so with this, I was surprised that he went to Baltimore because they're, they're the unsettled. I know it's the money, but it's a, it's 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 an unsettled in quarterback part. position, and uh, and it's cold out there. <laughs> it's cold <laughs> out there in Baltimore. So 
but hey, you know, I know he went for the money, and uh, and I, no, I, know, I think part of it. I think they were saying that he and uh, he and Lamar are boys, so hopefully Lamar gets his contract together, and they they can go they can go do some things. Mm-hmm. Clarence, go ahead. I mean, I, I just think that Baltimore needs more than just a receiver. I mean, we're talking about you and you you talking about contenders, like you know, again, like last week. I mean, this is a chance if you're trying to win, you know, or you know, I, I know he he felt the love, the quan and the coin in Baltimore, <laughs> but if you're trying to win, you know, there, there's you know, and you you talk about a chance to win the contender status, you know, there, there's no way you pick Baltimore over what you thought you were gonna have with the Jets, especially with that defense, because Baltimore needs more than one receiver. I mean, they, they got a new offense quarter. They got a lot of things they got to jail. We don't even know if if uh, Lamar's going to be at minicamp to learn the offense before the start of the season. I mean, they got they got a lot of moving parts there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he did the best thing for him, which is which is what you're supposed to. He won a Super Bowl. He got his title in with the Rams. He did the best thing for him because he got the most money with uh, Baltimore. But would it have been the best place to have a chance to win? Maybe not. Hmm. But still. I, I feel like when you think about pairing him with Garrett Wilson, when you think about pairing him with uh, Alan Lazard, when you think about pairing him with Miko Hardman and this defense that I feel like Morris is kind of, you know, because he got his sinus infection and whatever with Quinnen Williams and, and all of these dudes, I just... Uh, I all of the money that he did getting guaranteed money as far as, you know, with Baltimore handing that because they're using that in part, obviously, to Laura Lamar. But I felt like could have been made crazily with marketing in New York. And, that I, I you know, we'll see because you're right. I said the Rams and he ended up getting a, a Super Bowl more. Is that really quickly? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, look, high size 2020. Here's the thing about uh, April and May in the NFL. I mean, everybody's favorites and everybody's going to do this and everybody's going to do that. Let's just wait till the season starts. Then we'll see if he made the right decision or not. You know, who knows Baltimore, Baltimore, if, if they do have an unsettled offensive coordinator to change an offense and all of that, but they've always managed to be right in the thick of things, despite the injuries that they've had. So we'll see what they do as well. Well, their new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, did work with OBJ when he was in Cleveland. So obviously, and that's when he had the thousand yard season or what have you. So clearly looking to rekindle that magic. But on the other side of Crew Crib, we got Jonathan Jones sitting in the backstage, ready to come in the building. We've got Patriots cornerback Jonathan Jones on the other side of the Crew Crib. Let's go. Well, look a look a who it is. Jonathan Jones in the building, flashing the Super Bowl trophy on the left side of the shoulder. He is a two-time Super Bowl champ out of Auburn. Joining us now in the crew with Morris Chestnut and Clarence Hill. Jonathan, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you guys? Mm. Good, man. I, I like the flex. Did you shine that trophy before you came on? You was like, let me shine this mug up. That's a flex yeah, right there. We'll get it right. Yeah, get it right. A little backdrop. Yes, and Clarence, what you got to say? I nothing, man. I appreciate you having me on. Auburn Tiger. My niece was a gymnast at Auburn, so go Tigers. Yeah, we're equal to that. Mm-hmm. Got the melanin shining. You know, Morris will give you a little run for your money in that, but he's a little stuffed up this morning. So he he might he might be just a little bit of a five o'clock shadow at nine a.m. on the east, uh, what west coast there in Calabasas, California, right? That's <laughs> eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan, what's good, good, man? So uh, so how you feeling about your squad this year? 
Man, it's it's the off season. You know what I mean. Uh, kind of like you said, uh, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, right now, we're playing paper football. Everyone gets you know gets their roster you know to look good on paper. Um, so you know we got to put in a lot of work you know here in the off season to get ready for the season. Well, you did make an uh, decision to resign coming back to the Patriots. At some point, we were kind of wondering what you were going to do with that decision. Ultimately, you know, if you can kind of illuminate the factors that played into your decision, particularly after uh, the Patriots are coming off of an eight and nine season and they're not necessarily at their normal lore that we uh, traditionally come to expect. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing comes down to culture. You know, there's a culture that I've been able to be a part of since I've been there. Um, and it just fits me. It fits who I am. You know, you come in and you work. You work hard every day um, and you get out what you put in. Um, so simply just that that piece of culture. You know, I hear other veterans who come in from other places. Uh, you know, they say you don't have that everywhere that you go. So um, that culture that they have there um, that we built and I've been a part of is just something that you can't really replace. How much is this is Clarence Hill. How, how much has the culture changed? Uh, since Tom Brady left, or has it been the same? I mean, how, how much of a factor was he a part of that culture, that more of a Bill Belichick type thing? And has it, it all changed at all in the locker room? Um, I would say it starts from the top down, you know, and that comes from uh, Kraft, you know, being a great owner, uh, down to Bill, down to leaders uh, like Tom when he was there, Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, you know, so it kind of funnels it way funnels its way down, you know, through that culture. But uh, there's a different generation. There's a younger generation in the locker room. Um, you know, J. Cole has that song, Middle Child. I feel like I'm in the middle of that older regime <laughs> and this younger regime that's kind of young kids that are kind of moving in. So I'm right there in the middle of that. Uh, so that's changing a little bit, you know, as far as the culture, you know, with these younger kids that are coming in. Is the confidence still there to win, though? Is the confidence oh, yeah. still there? Man, confidence is high. I mean, if you go back and you analyze our season last year, I mean, you're, you're not saying that we were getting blown out every game and, you know, we were, you know, zero. And I think there's some things that you look to say, you know, needs improvement. And I think there were some, you know, coaching changes and, and things that, you know, they feel would be better to move on into this, you know, next year. But, you know, I don't think we were, you know, just, you know, getting blown out and far out. So, you know, confidence is still high. Yeah, I think that was part of the difference for me when I would watch the Patriots. It, it felt like... It felt like certain plays at critical junctures in the game that would go the Patriots' way just would happen to go the other team's way, you know, just a little bit. So it feels like just a couple of minor adjustments, and you guys are are, are right back in the mix. But speaking about the mix, the the East is it's a, it's, a, it's it's a beast right now, right? I mean, how do you feel about that division? I mean, the division is stacked right now with quarterbacks. Man, it is. It's a great division to compete in, you know, especially as a cornerback. If you accept that challenge, uh, right? You know, it's, yeah, it's it's a great division to be in right now with some great quarterbacks. With you know, a Rod joining, you know, the East. I think I think it's going to be exciting, exciting year. So, what was your reaction when you heard the news? Obviously, we were expecting it, but it finally happened. Listen, I'm in the New York market and what have you. It has exploded down here. The back page of New York Daily News and New York Post is rejoiced. We finally have a quarterback. Obviously, he's going to be in your purview as a, as a cornerback. What was your reaction? And, uh, and let me ask that first before I ask the double bear question. What was your reaction? Oh, just, you know, excitement. You know, I like to play against some of the best competition, you know, being, you know, in New England, you know, practicing against Tom every day. You know, that was kind of, you know, games were usually easy because, you know, you practice all week against one of the best. So um, having great competition uh, in your division, uh, it makes you better. You know, it's going to make a lot of your games you know, outside of the division a little bit easier.
Mm -hmm. But still, uh, when you think about uh, Aaron Rodgers and the last time he won a Super Bowl, can you just kind of honestly illuminate for us where you feel like he is now, especially having lost Devontae Adams? Oh, we know Christian Watkins and some of those guys did come along, you know, midseason versus where he is now in your mind. I mean, he's, we played him last year. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers in my mind. Um, you know, at that position, when you have guys like that, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, once the arm is still there, you can throw the, the mental ability. They've seen, you know, those reps for, you know, 15, 20 plus years. They've seen those same reps. You know, defense don't really change that much. Uh, and so, you know, when you line up, you're not really disguising much. You know, you, you know, you're playing the game within the game, you know, against a quarterback like that. You know, you bring, bring out a rookie or, you know, a younger player, it's a little bit easier. He has no idea what he's looking at. But, you know, when you line up on defense and you know a veteran like Aaron Rodgers is across the ball, you know he knows, you know, what he's looking at every play. So I'm going to go on really quick, just real quick, Morris, because I've seen that you guys lost that week four game, 27-24 right uh to Aaron Rodgers I just went and looked that up so you know what was the key factor for you in that game that you could not now change with the opportunity to face him in the AFC East as opposed to the NFC North oh I mean we had a lot of factors you know we kind of went in that game you know with our backup quarterback and then finished out the game you know with our third string quarterback so um I don't you know make excuses you know it's NFL injuries are part of the game but um you know that was a big part and I think you know knowing moving forward this year having a little bit more consistency on both sides of the ball uh it's going to be big for us. Mm, go ahead, Morris. One of the things that, uh, you know, I know we talked about the quarterbacks. And I know that, listen, I know you're a player. Every game is a lot. You prepare for every single game. I get that. But when you look at the division and you see, okay, we got Tyreek and um, Waddle coming. And then we have, now we have Garrett Wilson coming. And now we have uh, uh, the, the cat from Buffalo. What's his name again? Um Diggs. Yeah, Diggs. Now we got Diggs. And they're going to draft. It's like, it feels like. There's not not to say that you don't prepare as, as as intense for each game, but it feels like you guys just don't get a break in your division when it comes to the to, to guarding these deep, deep receivers. No, no, they're stacked. You know, I, you know, our conference and our, really our division has a lot has a lot of good receivers. Uh, and week in and week out, you know, we're going to have different type of receivers. You know, from a Tyree Hill uh, to a Stephon Diggs. You know, different, right. different receivers. So you kind of got to be prepared for everything. Right. Getting get back to the quarterback position just for a second, you know, is, is the quarterback position settled? You, you guys confident in Jones or is, is he battling, you know, for his starting job? Is, is he your quarterback? I mean, it's the first time in a long time that the, the Patriots have questioned the quarterback. Everybody else in the division is settling quarterback, and you may have the quote-unquote last-ranked quarterback in the division, you know, when people rank quarterback. Well, I mean, I think Mac has the ability, you know, and I think it starts there. Mac has the ability to be a good quarterback uh, in this league. And I think what he does with it is between him, you know, and the coaches. There's a lot that goes into that. Um, but he has the ability to be be a top quarterback in this league. Did you see, and and be honest with us, because, you know, I, I know you, you're being a consummate teammate and all of that other stuff. But, you know, we want, want you to share and give us some insight as you guys kind of weave through the ebbs and flows, ups and downs of a season did you see his confidence, uh, you know, kind of a waiver or was there a point in the season where you, you know, kind of saw him trying to get over his skis as opposed to kind of the hot way that he started uh, initially? No, I, I would say he's a competitor. You know, he came in every every day ready to work. Um, and I think for him, you know, being in year two and not having consistency from year one is a lot. You know, that's a lot for a player you asked to come in from college to learn a system and then, you know, every all his rookie, you know, mistakes that he's made and his growth, 
you come in the second year and say, well, we're going to learn something all new again. So um, there's a lot going into that and not having consistencies. You know, a lot of players go through that, you know, when they come in and a coordinator leaves or changes. Um, so having that consistency, uh, it makes it a little bit easier for a player. I, I like how you're diplomatic because he had some horrible <laughs> coaching on offense last year. I mean, I, I like the okay, I, I like how you've been diplomatic. He finally has a, at least a career offensive coach who's coaching him now and, again, learning a, another system again. So it's still going to be his third different coach in his ear for the third straight year. So that's still a challenge. But yet last year he was playing with his arm tied behind his back with those coaches. Yeah. Because you're not talking about McDaniels, are you, Clarence? Last year. Last year. Mm, mm, mm. McDaniels in. Okay, I, I was. I don't know when you. You were in his past. I didn't know what. I know you love McDaniels. We're talking about those defensive coaches. He had coaching offense last year. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, what Clarence talk about, which is uh, so his first year, I believe he made the Pro Bowl. His his, his first year. Do you see? And listen, I, you know, you can't really compare anybody to Tom Brady. But did you see any type of similarities in their work ethic or how they practice, or was he he just he was just a young buck just trying to find his way? Uh, he was young trying to find his way, but I think the uh -huh. biggest thing the biggest thing for him um, he was not okay with things being wrong, um, and, and that in itself you know goes into being a competitor. Uh, right. Some guys can come out you know in practice and you know they don't get the play right, they just move on to the next one. Uh, he was not okay with things you know not being right and not being done well. Uh, so I credit that to him and something to build on. Right. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I wanted to also get your opinion, not just about um, Aaron Rodgers, but also with a couple of things. Uh, the Lamar Jackson uh, situation, at some point in the offseason, there was a headline that he potentially sent word, I don't know, through Meek Mill or whatever, Robert Kraft, that he wanted to be, you know, with the team. Obviously, you know, Lamar uh, publicized his trade request from March 2nd at the owners meetings just a few weeks ago in Arizona. He has not yet uh, signed his tag or consummated a long-term deal uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, your thoughts about, you know, that news and, um, and we'll, and we'll go from there. Um, I'll, I'll say this, you know, as far as the Lamar Jackson situation goes, you know, I applaud him for, you know, sticking to his guns and his value. I think, you know, in business and in life, you can't allow someone else to tell you your value. Um, so if he feels he, if he, if he feels he deserves something, you know, I applaud him for, you know, sticking to his guns and going after that. Um, so I'm going to always stick by players when they um, feel they're owed something or deserve something um, to go after. Mm -hmm. But your thoughts about the, the the inference, the news, or whatever it was, it was a report that he had interest in, in coming to the Patriots, potentially, reportedly, not me saying. Oh, I mean, we're always in the business of getting good of getting good players. Uh, that's uh, that's that's part of the that's part of the game. You win with good players, so um, you know the more good players you can have, the, the better your team's going to be. So I don't think we'll ever uh, intentionally try to turn down good players. My my last question for you uh, is. You got the draft coming up. How active or involved or aware are you as a player for the team about who you guys are going to draft, who you guys are bringing into the building for interviews? Um, <laughs> do they involve you in that process? Are you really focused on it or you just, just do your same thing daily about you know, improving yourself for your own game? 
Oh, uh, not much. You know, they're kind of, uh, you know, as a younger player, when I was, you know, a couple of years removed from college, they might ask you about a guy, uh, you know, hey, you, you worked out with this guy or you, you went to college, you know anything about him, you know, from that perspective. But, you know, they kind of make those decisions on what they think is best uh, and, and and leave the playing up to us. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But I, I still wanted to circle back to just that uh, Lamar thing real quick. So you say you're not in the business of turning down good players. So it, would he represent an upgrade over Mac? <laughs> oh, man, you're trying, you're trying to get spicy. Huh? I'm just asking the question. You free to answer how you want to answer. <laughs> no, I, I would say this. I would say they offer different things. You know what I mean? I'm two different type, two different type of worlds. Um, but you have one player who's a who's a MVP that's been an MVP in this league. You know what I mean? So I don't, you know, that's not fair, you know, to to compare, you know, apples and oranges to a guy who's, you know, year going into year three to a proven, you know, MVP candidate in this league. Mm-hmm. And do you have a thought about uh, fully guaranteed contracts and uh, how pervasive they have not become since Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson were able to get that? And initially, that's what we were hearing from Lamar, though. Right now, the word is that he just wants a certain number, not necessarily for a fully guaranteed, perhaps change because it doesn't look like he's getting one, though. Yeah, I mean, I would say this. Usually, historically, when it comes to NFL and NFL contracts, it's always been a precedence that's been set and then everything goes from there. Um there's been a precedence, you know, from you look at Deshaun Washington, Kurt's cousins, there's been, you know, consistency in how things have been done. Um, so for us as players to accept regression, I don't think, you know, that's the right move uh, in moving forward. So I will always support, you know, uh, like I said, players moving forward. And, and I'm a big advocate of him and, and what value he thinks he has, you know, only he can state that. You know, Jonathan, before you came on, we were talking about the Jets because we have two very big NFC East proponents on this show. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Um, Morris thinks he plays quarterback for the Eagles. He's a huge (laughs) Eagles fan. Clarence has been writing about the Cowboys since the days of Frederick Douglass. Um, And (laughs) so we were talking. They are are known uh, Jets haters on our show, and I'm just kidding, kind of not really. But I am curious, since you do play in the AFC East, who do you think is more potent at this point with Aaron Rodgers set to come and wear green, uh, you know, for the Jets and Tua coming back on a fifth-year option at this point uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Though he did talk about he was thinking about retiring uh, or contemplating it in the offseason at some point. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would say the Jets right now, uh, they've been spending years and years of building their defense. So the defense of all, all has always been pretty solid in that D-line. Um, so you bring in, you know, a quarterback, you know, and give them a few weapons that makes, you know, that makes a team dangerous. I mean, if you look at Tampa, you know, what they were able to do a few years ago when they brought in Tom, uh, mm. the year before, year before that, you know, they had a great defense. You know, they had Jameis who had thrown, you know, 30 touchdowns, but then 30 interceptions. So you take away some of those interceptions, you know, and, and voila, there's a, there's a Super Bowl there. Um, so I think there's some some structure, you know, in the Jets, you know, have a good defense um, and has you know some good infrastructure that's there for him to come in uh, and lift them up. You know, who knows who knows what they can become. Notice Morris and Clarence how he focused on the Jets with that answer. He didn't talk about the Dolphins. I just I I'm not saying obviously they're a good team. I'm just saying because of the comments y'all have you know made at times. They, they, they got a good coach, you know. And I speak on Miami. They've got a good coach. <laughs> You know, when you got a good coach, you can you can finesse things and use those athletes. You know, Tyreek Hill, Lovato, and, and you know that's that's a hard Sunday when you roll out there with those two guys. You know that any play that they you know take, you can give them a five yard catch and they can turn it into a seventy yard touchdown. Um, so having that ability, that, that that's a threat as well. 
I want to ask you about you and your career just for a second here. A four-year start at Auburn, you go undrafted. Now, certainly, you know, there's a certain mindset when you're a four-year start at SEC to go undrafted. I don't know if that was humbling, how tough that was, but to go undrafted, to come out and fight for your job, fight your life, and make it a career. Just talk about your mindset and how you made career lasting so long coming as an undrafted agent because that's tough that's a tough road to hold yeah it, it is it's a tough journey but um i mean after the draft i'll go into quick synopsis after the draft uh, i got on the phone with coach belichick and you know he said i'll give you an opportunity and so when i heard those words i was like that's all i'm asking for is a fair opportunity um so i signed to new england as an undrafted uh, and after that it's just work you know and, and staying humble and working um, I was raised, I'm a country boy, man. I'm from Carrollton, Georgia. So hard work is not is not foreign to me. You know, I grew up with my dad always saying, you know, you start something, you finish it. Just those, those principles that I was raised on um, just makes, you know, football and NFL easy because I've, you know, I've dealt with, you know, my dad being, you know, high standards for me my entire life. So, um, you know, having a little setback as far as not going drafted, you know, it's all right, give yourself 24 hours and then you move on and you, all right, your road now is the undrafted road and you figure that out. So, you know, fortunately, I had a good support system around me and I've been able to, you know, navigate, you know, the undrafted journey and head into year eight. You said you dealt with your dad what? His high expectations. Oh, high expectations. Okay. His high expectations. Eight years is a, is a career, man. That that is that's great. That's that's a beautiful thing because it's tough. Yeah. I mean, as an undrafted guy, you almost fight for your job every year. Yeah. You know, because I always drafted the drafted to try to replace you. you know, yes, because we know Morris would have made it past preseason as an undrafted. You know, yeah, pretty okay. Ricky out of whatever <laughs> movie he was doing. You know, whatever. Hey, <laughs> hey listen, really quickly. Uh, I, I I have a couple things. We're gonna let you out of here. Uh, Garrett Wilson, obviously, uh, offensive rookie of the year last year, wide receiver for the Jets. Justin Jefferson, a player like that, has obviously you know done phenomenal. Chris Carter was right in telling the Vikings, make sure you draft this kid and everything that he became. I'm curious out of some of the young guns that are out there right now, particularly as mentioned Garrett, because you will go up against him. Um, you have the Jalen Waddles and uh, obviously Tyreek Hill is more of a, of a mid-veteran. But uh, who do you consider, you know, the best you know, wide receiver out of some of the ones that I just mentioned or if there's one that I did not particularly with the AFC East focus? Oh, I mean, it would hard. It'd be hard to say not to go with Justin Jefferson. You know, just kind of resume he's already built since he's been in the league. Uh, some of the things that he can do, and you understand that he's still learning. He's still learning the the game of football and understanding uh, the wide receiver position. And I don't think he's developed into what he's going to become yet. So I mean, his his ceiling is it's. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. You know, he's going to determine what he wants to be in this league. He has that type of ability, in my opinion. And you become a pilot. So you <laughs> yeah. following in uh, the footsteps of uh, Jimmy Graham, who every time I look on his Instagram, the former tight end uh, from the Packers, right? Uh, he is always in some seaplane upside down being Top Gun, Tom Cruise and whatever. So what possessed you to get into a plane by the way my ex-boyfriend used to be one of my ex-boyfriends Morrison Chess wow. don't, don't even make no side comments wow. let, let the, go, focus hey. that back on Jonathan Morris Fred Fred that needed Jonathan exactly, exactly. You, you, I'm sorry Claire did you have something funny to say I'm sorry what was that <laughs> goodness gracious I, Jonathan go ahead and fill that pregnant gap talk, talk to us about being uh, the Tom Cruise of your team 
Uh, it's been fun. It's it was something different. Um, I kind of grew up motorcycles, dirt bikes, four wheelers, anything with a with a motor, and I was kind of doing it. Uh, and so I got the opportunity to come across aviation, and it you know it becomes addictive. You know, just to get up in the air, go where you want, and there's no you know we're no red lights, no traffic, nothing, nothing's kind of stopping you. It's just you, you and you and open views. So it was it was something I dove into, um, and and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. So you're licensed. Yes, I um, officially licensed uh, two two weeks ago. So two weeks ago. So Morris, with his two weeks license, uh, can Jonathan Jones pilot you uh, from over here to the Met Gala uh, next Monday from Calabasas? Uh, wow. are, are, are you are you ready for oh, ca wow. Captain Jones? Wow, wow I am the captain wow. now. Yes. Congratulations on getting your license. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Jonathan, we definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing your time with us. Uh, and, and we know it's the off season, and this is the time you guys be hopping to Maldives, Turks and Caicos, and and, and Dubai and all these fancy places that Morris goes to. But we appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for coming on. And uh, do me a favor, you can look at the camera, say your name and say you are watching the crew. Uh, Jonathan Jones and you are watching the crew. All right, love, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for appreciate joining it. us. Appreciate it, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate y'all anytime. Yes, sir. Okay, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was Jonathan Jones coming on and talking to us. Uh, Morris, your quick reaction. No, I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, you know, listen, he's uh, he, he's a very solid player. And, and I, I like the fact that he got his license. That's, that's interesting right there. I didn't know that. You know, yes. one, one thing that I took from this, just to, that the last little thing that she threw in there, it seemed like Josina's going to the Met Gala. I mean, she already put it out on me. Like, yeah. And she said, are you going to be? It looked like she's going to be there. She's worried yeah. that you're coming. Yeah. It looked like she got invited to the Met Gala. Well, I want to see this dress is you know obviously well-known celebrity who knows a lot of people and has not introduced me to not one person and so i have to do these things <laughs> i have to do these things to you know expand my reach beyond just talking to you clarence every sunday about the nfl and your cowboys coming up short in the so you are going to the met gala i'm trying to let's see if jawara will invite me i know he's got three secret clients one of them is some athlete sports thing he's doing we know that deandre hopkins and alvin kamara just walked in the fear of god show that was out there in california near morris and his tea and crumpets in the morning so you know that, that, that is, that's that's what was going on um did, did you did you have any uh final uh comments uh, uh clarence uh, about your boyfriends, yeah, I need to find out who these ex boyfriends is. Pilots, these ex boyfriend pilots. I need Smoot to get in there. Let me get ready to break this down when you and these ex boyfriends. No, I thought Jonathan was great. I mean, again, just look at it. Great attitude, certainly said all the right things. Uh, again, I, I'm impressed. You know, undrafted great in year yeah. eight. I don't care. They're, yes, you're impressed. They're trying to replace you every year, and he seemed like you know, he, he certainly has a great head on his shoulders. And and and, and again. Bill Pelichick is a guy that if, if he likes you and he's loyal to you, if you've done the right thing, he's going to keep you. So he's doing a lot of things right up there. Uh, one of the last headlines I just wanted you guys to touch on really quickly, uh, NFL Network had reported that, you know, the the 
49ers have been fielding calls for Trey Lance, though general manager John Lynch said he expects Trey Lance to be on the team. Obviously, I think that's something that he has to say because if it doesn't happen, he's got to protect the young man's psyche. One of the things that are complicating that is Brock Purdy and the elbow surgery and not, you know, potentially being ready until uh, the start of the season. But still, uh, Trey Lance is a monetizable commodity when you think of the stable of quarterbacks that they have on that team between Brock Purdy, between uh, Trey Lance, and also the addition of Sam Darnold. So, Morris, uh, with that being said, uh, if you're general manager of the 49ers, are you, after giving up everything that you did with Trey, but knowing that he is an asset that can maybe regain you back some of those picks, what do you do with Trey? Um, listen, I don't really know. As far as if, if I'm the GM of the and the coach of, uh, of the 49ers, I, I, I have to play Brock Purdy. I mean, from what I saw last year, he, you know, he, he won like, what, five games in a row, played very well. But it still should be an open competition. I mean, listen, it's, uh, you know, Purdy came in a very short period of time, five games. He did very well in those five games. And it does seem like he picked up the offense a little bit uh, better than Trey had picked up the offense. But I would still hold a competition. But probably in the offseason, before we put the pads on again, I probably would give the edge to Purdy. Yeah, but the question was, would you move on from Trey? Uh at some point, I mean, there's no re- listen. If if Purdy is your guy, at some point, you know, you got to just cut bait. You just got to admit that you know maybe you didn't draft the right quarterback for your system. Um, not to say that Trey Lance isn't uh, can't be a yeah, great it's only quarterback. Had two games. Trey, mm-hmm. Trey, yeah, it's only been a couple of games, and he missed. I think he missed most of his his senior season. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he played very very few games, so we still don't know what the what the true what the real uh, Trey Lance is yet. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Clarence. Um, yeah, the, the problem is you're not going to get the value you gave up for. I mean, you, you got to understand that. that that was part of the old Jets and, and Packers thing. You know, you're people trying to be stubborn and getting a certain value for something. And, you know, I, I think they need to move on. I think there's teams that would that would be interested in the market, but understanding that you're not going to get what you gave up for. But right. Trey Lance needs a new start, needs the opportunity to go somewhere else uh, because he hasn't played a lot of football and he's not going to get a chance to play a lot of football uh, with the Portinanas really up his value. Well, I would say this, you know, what is complicating it this year is that the 49ers do not have a first and second round pick. I believe they have three third round picks and what have you. If they did, it would make it easier. One of the uh, concoctions that I've come up with, and if the Baltimore Ravens are having some thoughts as they're still waiting for Lamar, although right now uh, I think Lamar's best decision is to come back uh to the Ravens, um, if they don't have the first and second round pick, Trey would essentially become the first rounder from 2023. I think they'd have to give up maybe one or two third rounders. You'd have to throw in a player like Brandon Ayuk because you're not going to give up uh, Kittles or uh, Debo or something like that. And then the first round pick from next year, if they have one, you know, something like that. But I, I don't know how that works with well, the draft well, compensation, well, but that well, feels... One team to keep an eye on is Tennessee. You know, Rand Carter and Cape. 49ers. He knows Trey. He was there when they traded him. If, if if he thinks Trey is something and Tennessee is looking for a quarterback for the future, why not Tennessee? You know, you, you got a connection there with the 49ers. And if if, if if Rand doesn't want him, that tells you a lot about what they think of Trey. What were you about to say, Morris? Did you say something? Well, I mean... I mean, make it easier. What do you mean make it easier by throwing in Ayuk and other players? Make it easier for Because what? I'm saying because of the fact that the 49ers don't have a first-round pick, 
you know, just in my source conversations and hearing people talk about it, Trey Lance and the fact that he's unproven for all the eloquent ways in which you just said, you know, only playing a couple games, not playing a senior season. Yes, you're getting a quarterback. So he three fourths of that becomes that first round pick. But you need another player in there to help compensate for the fact that you're not giving up a first rounder uh, as a part of the 2023 compensation in addition to a third and maybe next year's first or swapping first like the Jets just did in their deal for Aaron Rodgers, something like that for next for 2024. Does that make sense? Or am I just over? <laughs> no, I think you're probably overanalyzing. I mean, I think the 49ers just need picks. I don't think they need to really give up players. And if you're going to trade them, you know, you got to get, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, look what he just got. I mean, look you don't need to give up players. What are you talking about? Teams are trying to win now, Mr. Eagles. You know that. Nobody's trying to wait four or five years for a I'm draft. Sure you what he's saying is the compensation. Why would, if, 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 I, if I give you a first round pick or a second round pick for Trey Lance, why do I need to give up another player? Because exactly. they don't have a first and second in 2023. No, but no. No, if no, Baltimore is going to give them the pick, but they can give Trey or whoever. Yeah, yeah, They're but Trey is not. E- yeah. I know, but what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to account for the fact is that Trey is not equal to Lamar. So I'm no, trying to make up for that. Lamar, are you talking about Lamar? Oh, okay. I was talking so about in the Ravens. You talking about trading Lamar for Trey? I was, yes, I was. So you guys missed that. No, no, no. I said that your 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 sinus is in your ears. I said if if a team like if Lamar doesn't come and he's still pushing for a trade, as I'm hearing, they're still trying to gather information. You know, coming even into this draft week, a crucial week where I feel like the the lever of time is very important for him to still use as a negotiating mechanism. Um, it, it, for they, they may have to, you know, consider that. And I feel like the 49ers are the only team that can give the Ravens something in return of a player this year that, you know, can kind of make sense. It's just the fact that they don't have the first and second. So I was trying to devise a way that you could make up for that. So you got uh, the Ravens trading Lamar to 49. I was talking hypothetically, Lance. stop trying to create breaking that's, news. That's, that's what it sounds like, but I don't know. I don't know if uh listen, Lamar Lamar is Lamar is great. I mean that would be that'd be crazy if you went to the 49ers. Yeah, that that that, that would be a cheat code if the 49ers had Lamar to go with that running game and yeah, go with that running game the system. So are, so are you not so now you guys caught up with me? So does that conversation not make sense? Think, I just don't think it's something that could happen in a week. So I mean I, I can't even consider it. I mean you gotta he's on the franchise tag, you gotta get a deal done. He ain't going without yeah. a deal. You know, so that that's a lot of moving parts it's all right that you guys couldn't keep up listen morris uh we know that you're sick um you need to go get some fresh thyme uh from whole foods drop it in some water let it soak Thyme is one of the most antiviral herbs out there make okay. a huge salad make sure cilantro's in there one of the biggest antivirals get your c- celery juice sound like you got a little nasal and whatever you can do your elderberry and all that other stuff so make sure you take that so you sound better for our next show if cam is coming on to do this matt gala recap we're gonna need you peppy peppy to it and and clarence if you are on that show as well i want to make sure that y'all dress for the occasion okay post met gala so we're gonna maybe try to i know what hat and stuff i'm gonna wear coming off of that so make sure y'all rise to the occasion and meet your girl okay who's over your date what what why 
Why you, you have to insert that? You see, you see how Uncle Clarence gotta be spilling my business on the podcast <laughs> just as we are. Why, why are you shaking your head just as we try to wrap because up? What's the answer? He asked you. Yeah, what's the answer? Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse, I can't hear. No comprende. Yeah, okay, no comprende for no. Clarence Hill <laughs> and Boris Chestnut. We are out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>